It's time for another episode of Bangers and Trash, your podcast for all things fantasy football. Welcome to the Bangers and Trash podcast and thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Luke Chua, and I'm joined as always by Antonio Lights Out. Yes, Luce, what's happening? Hello, okay. everyone. Hey, the angry professor. Not angry. <laughs> So angry. He says angry. Hello, stuck in the clouds at the moment. I'm alive. I'm here. <laughs> and obviously, we've got that man, me, and he's doing some stats in the background for us. Hey, guys. Um, in this episode, we're walking our way through. See what I did there, lads? Walking our way through. Uh, the AFC East. But before we get into that, how are we all doing? Very good. Yeah. Very good. Can't wait to talk about this division. I know. We're going to start off with the Bills, so let's start off, boys. Does anyone want to talk about the Bills and how we're looking with Dynasty? Are we going to be selling ho- uh, high, low, holding on to players? What's the weather like in the Bills, Chell? <laughs> <laughs> Chell, it's usually cold in Buffalo, correct? Is it cold for fantasy purposes in Buffalo nowadays? Absolutely though, that's the <laughs> so boys what do we think about Alan do you think he's are you holding on to him next year are you selling high whilst he's had a bang year what are we doing you're keeping him for life <laughs> so we're so we're he's, he's, I mean he's he's the biggest riser isn't he right, of all the QBs from, from one year to the next surely yeah so you could argue he's a sell high but I mean you'd be daft to sell unless uh, you know you're looking at he's probably QB2 let's be honest but he was QB um, five for yardage for the year. Do you think he's going to be better than that this year then? And following from that? I don't think I don't know. It's the combination of his legs and through the year to make it. Yeah. Uh, well, what Tony said, probably number two QB in the league. Mm. <laughs> nice. So for Di- for Dynasty, I mean he's a <clears throat> if you if you held on to him last you know through the, the first year where everyone was having to go at his accuracy a little bit and saying is he got the tools to be an NFL quarterback then you're laughing right now and I would say hold and he could take you to the championship or you know if you want to sell then you could drop down you could you could drop down to someone now like Lamar um, and get a little bit on top but I think you'd be looking you will be looking for Allen's got more value than Lamar Jackson in, in Dynasty because He's got that sturdier frame, um, and Lamar's probably prone to a bit more injury with his running. And let's be honest, Josh Allen's got that running upside and the touchdown upside on the ground yeah. as well. So, so yeah. it's a stronghold. And the passing accuracy, I'd say. It's interesting you brought up Lamar. A lot of people would probably see Lamar MVP only uh, two seasons ago, so they'd probably think, oh, Allen's not as good. But Lamar might have a better name at the moment, but Allen definitely, for me, has a bigger upside. What about the running backs at the Bills then, boys? Are we fancying any of those? Keeping... Um, no, so yeah, it's weird. But I mean, the Bills are weird because they, for such a high scoring, they, I mean, they put thirty points a game up, don't they? Really, and and re- really though, you know, you're only in dynasty looking at Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen, really, which is strange to say considering how many points they scored. But I, I would stay away from the running backs personally. I, I don't know if there's enough volume for them. Um, and I don't think they're either a buy. I mean, Zach Moss is probably more of a buy if I had to say one or the other out of him and Singletary. But I, w- I won't be going out to seek 
seek them in trade. Uh, how do you feel about that, P? I, I wouldn't touch Singletary with a badge pull right now. I mean, I just don't understand where his role in his offence fits, how he's going to be an upside player next year for anyone who owns him. I don't I don't understand the, the idea of owning him or trading for him. Zach Moss, well, you owned him, Math. He, he does have the touchdown upside, which is obviously where you're going to get your points. But there's so many better options. And I just don't know if it's worth going out to get him when you've got Josh Allen hovering over him every time he gets near the goal line. I, it's just not worth it. There's only two names, as Antonio said. And I may be chucking John Brown. Yeah. Nicky trades for for next year if you if you need a fill-in receiver because he didn't yeah. play a lot year, and I think you might see a lot more of him this year so it's a good time to get him nice yeah, so, so that's boys, not why bad. are you doing Singletary then are you selling low are you trying to get a third round pick for him are you holding on to him um, what do you think Shell? Singletary what's his would you would you I don't think you can sell because I don't think he's got that mm. kind of he didn't have that boom performance not even once or twice really to give him that boost in value he doesn't catch enough he doesn't actually catch enough passes or towards the end he did but halfway through the season he wasn't catching enough for me that's what I meant by role he hasn't got the pass catching role nailed down yeah and he have the running he's not the hammer on the goal line either so I I just don't really see where he fits yeah he'd be hard pressed to get someone to buy him at the moment yeah, at this point, you just got to sit on him. I, I think you missed the boat on trying to sell him. It probably would have been at the start of last year, so you just probably got to sit on him now for another season and hope, hopefully things get better for him. So the receivers nice. we're talking about, because I think John Brown's a good name. Um, I think he's he's sneaky by low as well, because <clears throat> they might cut him, but I don't think they will, because they, obviously they've got Gabriel Davis and... Um, Cole Beasley, they're, they're probably the top four receivers and it's, it's likely they'll come back. They could cut Brown, but I don't think they will because he does provide that stretch stretch the field role. So unless they bring someone in like Will Fuller or someone in free agency, then John Brown will probably stay for one more season. If they go for a push, he's quite a sneaky buy low. But I don't know if I'd be going out the way to get him. Uh, he's age 30, is he? He's 31 next year. <laughs> What I meant was he's basically a bargain pick. If you're short a receiver, yeah. a bit of depth, I think he's a good player to have on your roster. I wouldn't trade him if I had him, say, for example, so I don't think you'll get much for him. But he's the type of player you'd like to have on your roster, just in case. Mm. I, I like him. He, but he's great when he's on the field, but yeah. he, he just doesn't stay on the field long enough to make him worth trading for, in my eyes. And it was, we haven't talked about digs. And if we're doing... <laughs> I was thinking about this earlier. If we're doing a stocks and shares analysis of so sky high shares, then surely digs could oh. come into that sell category. So Ooh. yeah, in Ooh. redraft, redraft and dynasty, I don't see there's much different. I think he's wide receiver three in both, which is which is weird because he's down at wide receiver seven or eight in in <laughs> dynasty because you've got younger players. But his role, I can't see his role diminishing with age, if that makes sense. He is a deep threat, great, but you look at Deshaun Jackson, he's been a deep threat and he still is at 33. Diggs is such a technician, I don't think I don't think he's going to fall off in the next three or four years. So I, I see what you're saying, but I think in Dynasty, he's actually, if he's down at wide receiver seven or eight in some rankings, he's actually, he might be low. 
Redraft, mm, I agree. Worry, yeah, my worry with Diggs is, is I looked at the numbers. It's the first, last season was the season where he completed the most um, season games out of his yeah. entire career in five years. Yeah. Now, I think last year was, as you say, he, he might match it next year and he might keep matching it, but he might not. I don't see him exceeding those numbers from last year. I mean, he got, what, 1,500 yards in a regular season? Yeah. Mm. And they touchdowns. So if this is his peak, yes, you might get his peak in a year or two as well, keep matching these numbers, but I don't think he's going to better it. So I don't know what he's selling for, but this someone made me a very good offer. I, don't, I think he is a sell. It's, what it means is value is sky high. Do you think that yeah. Stefan Diggs will get 166 targets next year, boys? Or more or less. Because that's what he got this year. So I see no reason why not. Honestly, Josh Allen loves him, loves looking his way. His rights are impeccable. So I don't see why not. So what would you be doing with Diggs then, Chell? Are you holding on to him for another year? So, you selling him? What kind of play would you sell him for if you were going to? It's all team dependent. If if your team is not built to win this year. No problem selling him. I, I don't see an issue in selling him. He is good for another two to three seasons and an elite level. But if your team's not built that way, fine, ship him off. You can get a pretty penny back, especially if you're in need of, say, young running backs. There's a few out there, a few sophomores coming uh, coming through now. So, uh, what, in terms of an actual player, one for one yeah, or please. just yeah, yeah, one for could, one? So- Matt, do you want to check some names out? Yeah, I'll check some names out for Diggs. So who would you rather have on your team now, Diggs or Ridley? Diggs. I would say Diggs. So, again, it goes down to a longevity thing. If if you're trying to win now, you want Diggs. If you're rebuilding, you've got a bunch of picks and you want someone like Calvin Ridley. But value-wise, Diggs is worth more. Yeah. Let me just clarify what I just said. I just want to be clear. What I'm trying to say is his value is the highest right now it's ever going to be. He's had his best ever season. And as he gets older now, he's at that age that every year added on is a year less you're going to get at his peak. Yeah, so I just disagree with that. Oh, it's good. die high right now. Yeah, Whether I agree. Or not, or ride it out. I don't know. I think, I think this is, goes back to uh, what Tony was saying last week, Ryan, is, is the window you're looking at. If the window you're looking at is two years or three years, then you could probably hold on to Diggs for now. And then you can look to sell him. you just got to know when that tipping point is. To your point, Pete, if he's got a bit more time in him, it's not now that you, you know, he could stay high. So we could be having the same conversation at the end of next season. Yeah, he does. He's just a depreciating asset. Every year yeah, you have that it's one less year the buyer's going to get. And they're going to know that. Yeah, of course. But I just think that was his best. That could be his best ever season as well. I am factoring in he's never completed the full season. And yeah, I, you, I, that- I, 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 I agree with that. The, the, the injuries you brought that up a couple of times with Diggs on these podcasts now, and I, I we could talk about that with a number of players though. That's the, we got to yeah. be careful about the injury stuff because when he's when he's on the field, he's actually. I mean, in my rankings, dynasty, he's jumped Hopkins for me and Ridley and Metcalf. Which is unpopular for some. So Adams and Diggs, I see Adams and Diggs similar because they're kind of. I put Adams above Diggs. I think even in Dynasty. Uh, The only reason why I brought up Adams is if we're looking at P with the injury uh, history. Both players have 
like they may not make all the, all the games. I know Adams has had a lot of concussion issues. Like, are, you, are we talking? There's a difference in 16 targets between two players the last season, um, but 18 touchdowns for Adams. And would you be t- picking Diggs over Adams? And like, no, for a long run? I'd probably still stay with Adams. If yeah, you're the if you're the Diggs owner and someone comes to you with Adams asking for Diggs and um, and a bit, what are you doing in that situation? Um, I'd probably stay with Diggs. I think. I don't, don't see. Yeah, I. I don't know. I probably. Add. I probably wouldn't add more. I wouldn't want to add too much more. If that makes sense. Yeah, I think he's good. I think he's. I think, like Chad said, I can't. Where the target's going to go? I don't think they're going to bring anyone in. But and they throw so much. The other name we need to talk about here is is Dawson Knox as a kind of buy low because, again, you know, if Cole Beasley is running out of gas a little bit, although he did look pretty good then stretch the playoffs, um, and John Bryan's old-ish, you know, Dawson Knox's um snap percentages at tight end went up quite a bit during halfway through the season. I think he could be sneaky by low on that team just because they throw so much. So, mm, you know, yeah. it can't just be digs. He followed a lot of the progression of the rookie and sophomore <laughs> tight ends with the second half of the year. They really started to press on and get red zone looks. But yeah, he's, he's someone you want to throw in into a trade. And... Yeah, I like him. He just, when they get to the goal line, they just don't tend to dunk it in. Josh Allen, that goal line takes it away from everyone else as well. Including yeah. he doesn't he doesn't want to lose his uh his stats, does he? No. Never thrown a pick in a red zone. He doesn't want to lose that record, does he? Yeah. It's good that, stats. That quite, quite probably, yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, we all mentioned defense. I was just gonna say that the team, if we're not talking about dynasty, that team is phenomenal. They got one of the youngest and best defenses in the league. And last year they played poorly. So they're only gonna get better next year and they're gonna win this division. I don't think. Yeah, I agree with that. I think they, they're strong favourites. They, yeah. they need some sort of pass rush, I think, defensively. I, I mean, that's where they struggle when they come against the Chiefs. They give Mahomes too much time. So I they think that's where... Right season, mind. They never had their first choice defence on the field at any point. <laughs> yeah. But they are young units, like you said. So, yeah, definitely up and coming. Yeah. I, they're going to smash this division. I can't see it any other way. Gabriel Davis is a hot name on on Twitter sphere. Uh, anybody going after him? I, I would definitely take a take a dart throw at him, but I got no problem. He's young. He seemed to establish himself a bit more coming into the team. And uh, like you were talking earlier, that they'll keep John Brown because he's that downfield threat. He's that speed guy. Gabriel Davis is much of the same mold. He's not, you know, the same stature. He's not small and elusive but he is a, a field stretcher so I, I see him eating into John Brown's role a bit more next season especially with John Brown aging into the 30s now I don't know about that because John Brown barely played last season he's going to come into the season fresh with a point to prove I think John Brown's going to have a good year and it may be the year after that Gabriel Davis takes that role permanently from him but I don't know about this year so get it's too late then. to buy. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, that's a good point. Now would be a very low point to buy. And anyone got any suggestions on how you'd go after him? Just to, just to 
to finish that off. Just while you while you check that someone's whatever they ask for, you just half it. Oh, we know you like to play that game, Pete. We know you like to play that game. The kids have to. Yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, Gabe Davis. I think uh, it might it might be next year you you buy him. I know that sounds ridiculous, but I think his people are asking for like early seconds already. This class is quite strong. There's some nice names around that 2.1, 2.2 area. I don't think I would give up that pick for him yet. I think I think you're still going to have another buy opportunity for for him. So I kind of agree with Pietro with John Brown not going anywhere yet. So we'll see. Okay then, lads. We've gone from quite a nice, consistent team with the Bills. Let's talk about a bit of a more inconsistent team and a bit a few question marks, especially with trades coming up and free agents. Um, the team I wanted you to discuss is the Dolphins. And there's quite a lot of discussion, I think, around that team. Who would like to start us off with any of the Dolphins? Where to start? Got to start the QB. Who's going to be the QB? Can just ask the question? Who's the quarterback? Yeah, um, start with that. Two is a quarterback next year for Miami. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm very confident in saying that. Because, only because they haven't given him enough time. And they will have the i. They will have in the back of their mind the injury coming off the injury last year. That's why they started with Fitzpatrick, and yet Fitzpatrick actually gave them more chance to win. I think that was clear. And actually, they subbed him in a couple of times, and they when they thought they were going to win the game. Um, but I, I, he's so young, and he's he's so he's so raw. If that makes sense, he, he's got he, Miami know what they got in him. I mean, before his injury, he was one of the best QBs, you know, scouted of all time. They were talking about, you know, all sorts of names in there. Peyton Manning, like he was, he was compared to the best. And all of a sudden, that one injury just derailed him. I think they're going to give him another year for that reason. So would he have gone one overall if he wasn't injured? Yeah, you saying confident, absolutely. That's how that's how high well he he was thought of coming into that final year. I think that was one of the worst injury. Well, obviously it was one of the worst times to have an injury for him. But I mean, he, he, what did he? What where did he go anyway? Did he go number two? Did he go Burrow one two? Five. One okay, five. so he didn't slip too far, but he would have gone number one. Yeah, pretty confident about that because Burrow only had one season as being elite to add would, two. Boys, would yeah. you say though that a lot of people would have seen last year and they would have saw Tua and how he played and how Fitz played better? Would you say then that? People may have lost confidence in him, so this is a good chance to buy low onto her. Almost or do definitely. you think that people would yeah. be like this what Antonio the, said before the injury? Antonio's right. If Antonio stays in Miami, this is his lowest ever price because you've got the uncertainty surrounding if they bring someone in, and you've got his well, frankly terrible performance last year throughout the season. So it's it's not going to be lower than that. So yeah, if you're buying, it's buy now. Mm-hmm. See, I don't, I don't think it's fair to call it terrible last year. I, I think he had a lot I, of things going against him. Antonio mentioned coming off the injury, the receiving core was down to Devontae Parker pretty much. Uh, I mean, uh, the second year Preston Williams was out after week six, I think it was. The running back situation was an absolute mess, and they need to address that. So I don't think it's fair to uh, to judge him on that six game spell which he had. He, okay. he did enough. He did enough in that six-game spell, I think, to show he was accurate. What he can do. Yeah. I can say that he was accurate. What he did well for rookie was getting games over the line and winning. 
because the team was very good. The team was running the ball and winning games by running the ball. And yes, don't shake your head at me. They run game. Defense, defense running games. Yeah, I know. I, I had to. So the defense and run game, he didn't have to do a lot is what I mean to win the games. He got them over the line in a lot of games quite comfortably, which is a sign of a good quarterback game management. But he didn't do a lot performance-wise. I'd every game much rather watch Fitzpatrick on that field making stuff happen than Tua. Was he asked to throw the ball deep? Was no. he was he you don't know, you don't know what I, the coaches he was because he didn't have to. So, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen him at the chase the game and really go oh. for it. It, I think it was one game. You, Kansas City. You threw, you threw yeah. other picks. Kansas, got, Can, Kansas right. City again. Kansas City week fourteen. I think he played. Just looking well, back, now, I think it was. He, hmm. uh, I think he had one rushing touchdown and two. I'm just looking at the stats, but he he, he had to throw in that game, didn't he? Because obviously Kansas City yeah. were ahead. They the actually came one game. Yeah. So, he was averaging twenty throws a game. I think it, it wasn't. I'm not disagreeing with anything. I'm just saying you've seen him throw the ball for one game and you've seen him manage another five. Oh, that's, that's fair comment. So are you saying his fantasy, his fantasy output is, is capped because of the game manager tag, potentially? Because that's no, a fair I'm comment. Saying, I, what I'm trying to say is I haven't seen him do anything yet. That is my only worry. If I'm going out as the buyer... I'm buying in hope of what he did in college, as you said, his performance is there, not from his performances in the NFL. What I'm saying is he's limited by what's around him at this moment. Hmm. He's not a good team. I think we need I to think he's got I the... think he's got good pieces. He's got I good think... pieces around him. This comes on to our next point, boys. We got Gaskin, we got Brady, we got Parker, we got Gasicki, potentially Aaron Jones. You're talking about the team around him. Jones is like favoured to be going to the uh, Dolphins because of the big contract that they could offer. What do we think about the pieces that Tua could have around him? And talk, you can let go of your breath yeah. and talk. Well, <laughs> no, I just want to say something about the running backs because they did perform. Yeah, so yeah. Gaskin and Ahmed. Salvon Ahmed, both are undersized and both performed in a three-down back, that's quite cr- crucial for what they're going to do next. Because if Aaron Jones goes there, they will give him three downs. He'll be a three-down back. You'll get all the pass catching because those two are massively undersized. They, they, they didn't say, right, Jordan Howard is getting the, the, you know, the smash um, one-yard stuff. They give it to those undersized back, which, which gives me a lot of confidence. If Aaron Jones goes there, he's getting full workload. Um, Breeder, I actually think they give him a chance to be anyway one game, but I, th- I think he um, crapped the bed or whatever, so they, they they got rid of that idea. But the other the, the fact the other two performed gives me a bit of confidence. There's there's definitely if someone like Aaron Jones and there's a few others there, if they go, you know, even a rookie, undersized rookie who's who's who doesn't have to be, um, you know, a bulldozer, they they will give him the work in Miami. I think Cello said that as well. It's defense. It looks like it's defense in the run game there. Um, so that's that's pretty good outlook for Miami running back, whoever lands there. What do you think? I, I yeah, I to kind of what Cello was saying. Every running back they plugged in did well. I mean, they were just plugging in a running back, and he was scoring two or three touchdowns a game for some of these, which says a lot about the line. It means the line's good, so they don't have to do work there. The defense is good. Any running back they plug in seems to do well. 
fans, they've guessed they probably I think go superstar receiver. But if you top that up, that's a solid team for eight. I'm not seeing the issues. No. Yeah, I think Ch- what Chello was saying, I think the, the, the running backs are, the, that they've currently got, I don't think are a buy. Do you agree with that? Yeah, but I don't think that's the issue. The point is that whoever they put there does well. So it just yeah. goes to whoever is the running back for Miami is the player to own. I'm not saying they are going to go forward with these boys because I don't think they will. I agree. They might get someone in. Hopefully I know Cello's got some stats about probably the running backs and touchdowns you probably just said, Pete, because as Come soon on. as you said it, I saw his hand going, oh, I need to find this out. That. So, Chell, what do you want to say? No, I wasn't going to say that. I, I just uh, I, Patrick. I, this, this, <laughs> this notion that they played well I, as, as a running back, I, I just don't see. They, as a team, they average less than four yards as a team. That's every single one of their running backs under four yards. They all performed well as pass catchers. None of them performed well as running backs. So I, 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 I just don't see... They need an elite running back. Which is what they might need it. Hang on, we talk, about fantasy, we talk about fantasy performance. So Ahmed got 5.3 a carry against New England. Uh, Gaskin had 6.2 a carry against Las Vegas. Gaskin had 6.6 against Buffalo. I mean, they're high numbers. 5.4 Ahmed against Arizona. All of them, I think, minimum 10, 10 carries a game. That's pretty strong. Um, yeah. Chell, Salvin Ahmed, have you ever heard of him? 3.9 average. Have you ever heard of him? The answer is no. No. They no. Him. He had 63 rushes, 288 yards, two touchdowns, seven receptions for 41 yards. And I don't... He's a nobody who they plugged in, and he is a midget, as Antonio has rightly said. And he performed. Yeah. My yeah, husband, the issue. Doing a job and being a good running back is, uh, they're completely different. You're missing my point. Whoever they put there does the job. So it seems to be that the team is set that they can have a running back who can do a job. If they bring in an elite running back, you, you're striking gold. Yeah. So, so what am I talking to... about? Fantasy, yeah, you're you're happy with these running backs, you in a dynasty gonna, format. You're happy owning any of these running backs, any of them. Choose any. Well, of them. That, hang on a minute. That's a good. That's a different question. So different. yeah, I, that is a different question. I think I agree with you, Chell. None, none of these are by even Gaskin or Ahmed because I'm. We're very we're, as a collectively we're very confident here that Miami had a running back. Yeah. Yes, I hope yeah. so. So they so they all. Child, just to go back, I don't know what stats you're looking at, but every, pretty much every RB. So I'm on Twitter, I'm on Sleeper here. Ahmed averaged 4.25 a carry over the whole year. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Gaskin Ash averaged 4.11. And Matt Breeder had 60 rushes and he averaged 4.3. That So all, all running backs. Jordan Howard, Howard as well. I've um, got his stats. I just looked at those three. Jordan Howard. I was, I was focusing on the underside. Oh, yeah. You can so he, he probably he, he probably brought the average down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only problem with Gaskin, I would say, is that he only had three rushing touchdowns, I think, on the year. Because yeah. I had him in my dynasty and I, I, I was amazed. The only reason why I chose him was because uh, the other guy I wanted, I've forgotten his name now, but he was COVID for the year, he, uh, Armstrong. Um, so I, I just picked up Gaskin at a hope. And it was very, very lucky that he performed. He is inside back. The only problem with that then is that quarterback um, rushing or uh, 
and passes and stuff like that. So the running back, like Gaskin, didn't get those uh, end zone touches for me that actually ended up in a touchdown. So I think having somebody like Jones and Gaskin, I think Gaskin will still, or Ahmed, or Ahmed, whatever you say his name, um, will still have potential to have some work, but obviously not as much as what he's done this year. Um, would you yeah. keep hold of these boys then, knowing that Jones, if he does go there, he's got some injury concerns? <clears throat> uh, I'd sell no. it. I mean, if you can get anything, sell, sell, sell. Uh, Gaskin might have name value, actually. You could probably sell Gaskin for a bit. Well, Would you say a second round, late second? Yeah. Take. Yeah. I think you could sell both if you had Ahmed and Gaskin. Yeah. Both did a job when they were in. So someone out there might want to take a punt on them. So I try to flog them both right now. Mm. This sells, yeah. But 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 this sells for people who, who may not realise, you know, that they're pretty much guaranteed to get a runner back in. So um you're going on what they did last year. Yeah. And if Aaron Jones comes in uh, and we're saying he gets a full workload, are you then putting yeah. him ahead of Chubb? Oof. Barkley. <clears throat> If he yeah. can stay fit. <laughs> I, I'd agree with that. I put him ahead of Barkley in the injury concerns and what Aaron Jones just did. I'd want Aaron Jones. Chell? Uh, Barkley? Yeah. Barkley I, I or Aaron Jones? Jones. I had Jones at eight and I was factoring the uh, uncertainty of where he's going to land. But if he lands in Miami where he gets a three-time goal, yeah, he, he goes up into that top five bracket. That's wow. big, boys. That's 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 yeah. To put him over like Saquon it. Barkley is because he's how old is Aaron Jones? That's the other question we haven't talked about. When in his fourth season, isn't he or fifth? One of those. I take the guy on the rookie. I would take the guy on the rookie. Take the guy on the rookie contract. Still, I would still take Barkley because he's on the rookie contract. It's year between them. That means Amber. Yeah, but yeah. Barkley's going to get the fifth year extension, isn't he? We're all confident. But the problem with Barkley is two major in two seasons missed. Yeah. I am slightly scared about that. There's a lot of others. Well, that that's, factored, that's factored into his price, I think. The fact he is fifth, sixth in most people's uh, draft boards factors in the injury concerns. He's fallen every draft, isn't he? He was two. Yeah. yeah. Running back, and it just keeps going down year after year, every year he misses. I'm not arguing that he might... No, he might I think it's just interesting to hear, because I think that's... So, I mean... Barkley's a buy, but we'll talk about that when we go to the NFC, I guess, whenever yeah. we do that division. Yeah. Boys, what about the receivers? Let's pull the receivers then. You talked about the pieces uh, the two has got. We talked quite in depth about the running back positions here. What about the receivers? What are we thinking about those? Are any of them keep us view? Sell high? Buy lows? Uh, you can look at Preston Williams. Uh, I mean, again, if people are concerned about his injuries and the fact that he hasn't completed more than 15 games in his in his first two years you, you might find a seller Tua seemed to link up with him didn't he a couple of times yeah yeah he was his favourite target up until the injury I remember bad, playing yeah. uh, Madden against Cello and Preston Williams was just so fast against the cornerback so yeah he's uh, definitely a buy low anybody else would you what about Gasicki boys are we selling high with him I think he's a buy I think Gasicki and Preston Williams are the two buys uh uh, because again, you know, you're looking at is there a third receiver of note? No, in my opinion. So Parker. the tight end will. Well, yeah, Parker. yeah. So there's two two outside receivers. I mean, Parker and Williams are very similar body size. They got Jakeem Grant and they got 
Malcolm Perry and they got uh, Lim Bowden. They're all very small, but they, they don't seem like elite slot receivers. So any team who hasn't got an elite slot, you're looking at the tight end. And Gesicki did play well, let's be honest, in, in spirits. Yeah. So he, he did flash. It's Gesicki and Williams are the two buys, I would say. Um, and Parker's not going anywhere on his contract. So I don't know. If he's dropped down as well, he's only 27, isn't he? Something like that, the, yeah. If this team rebounds nicely, they they could all we could all be looking at a team of buys here, can we? Because they haven't got much to sell, surely. Theoretically, the Dolphins should only get better, which means mm. Ziggy's value should only go up. I can't. <laughs> I don't see it any other way. I'm not sure could why. Could Dolphins be the next year's Tampa Bay? Mm. Like That's that just because they're both boom. both in Florida. Nice, let's see what you did there. No. <laughs> they brought in five free agents like Tampa did to really beef up the team. Yeah, it's a bit of a different model. Tampa, Tampa went old, they bought a window, and Miami are more young, built for the future. So, but it could Not be a competitive there. team that season. Yeah, they, 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 they're doing a Browns. They're doing a Browns from uh, the early 2010s. Yeah. So, good show. Yeah, Seems and they've also got um, Howard with the most interceptions last year. So, like what Cello said yep. with that defense, uh, is great. Like, and he always says defense wins the games. Let's go on to a team that I'm a bit worried about, boys. I don't know where their future lies. I don't know what's happening. I don't even know their tight end is for next season. That's how crazy that team's going at the moment. And I'm guessing you know who it is already. It's the Pats. Who's their quarterback? Who's their running back? Who's their tight end? Let's have a discussion, lads. I've been dreading this bit, boys. Wait to start. <laughs> I don't know the answers to any of these questions. I, well, I, I think it's good to call the back. Yeah. So it, QB. QB, I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if Teddy Bridgewater ends up there. I'm just <laughs> going to throw that out there early. No one's talked about it yet. It's a lot of seems... Teddy and the Saints, isn't it? Connection yeah. He, back. He, I, he just feels like he just feels like kind of, I don't know, Bill. He, I think Bill Belichick will want someone like him to steady the ship because the ship has been rocked, let's be honest, last year with Cam. I mean, his, his throwing, uh, you know, his throwing statistics were, were awful. And Belichick's never been used to that, has he? Because he's had Brady no. for, for so many years. So I think he was a bit shocked what happened last year. And it also it failed. Whatever experiment they were doing, it failed. So yeah. um yeah, I mean that's just the name. We could we could throw names around for the la- for the next ten minutes, but the fact is Jimmy they didn't G's see enough. Favorite, yeah. yeah, maybe they didn't see enough from Stidham though, did they? Did they? No. Because Belichick hasn't really given him the vote of confidence. So he's probably no. not the answer. No. And I don't know what that means for for the receivers. You got Har- so I guess Harry Miles Edelman, what's happening there? The, the yeah. problem is, it doesn't matter what quarterback you bring in at the minute. They are the worst receiving core in the NFL. So I, I don't think it matters. They're not set up to succeed, are they? Sit them or Cam Newton or whoever you, you bring in. So oh, yeah, that's a good they point. got a lot to address. I, I was thinking Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater and AJ Green. I think they're the two, the two biggest, the two, the two signings Teddy Bridgewater, AJ Green. Might land this year on the Pats. What do you say, Pete? Said I'd buy Nikhil Harry. Haven't said listening to the channel. You're buying him? I'd buy him. I think he's a perfect type of player to take a punt on now when his value is in the dirt. Then, considering how high he went in the draft, 
his size. He didn't perform because Cam Newton was throwing the ball three metres over his head half the time. I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to blame him completely for that terrible performance. And you've got to imagine Edelman moves on. Most of their receiving core moves on, which makes Nikhil Harry the de facto number one on that team at some point. The Patriots will get better because right now they can't get worse. Well, I think <laughs> very shocked. So, yeah, I'd take a punt on him. I don't see why not. Well, hey, he's yeah. probably been in people's taxi spot for the last two years, so he's probably going cheap. Yeah. Going dirt cheap. Yeah, and it, it is interesting. If you if you think about Teddy B, the only thing that I would worry about Teddy Bridgewater is, is he that mobile quarterback, which is similar to Cam, so would that improve? Is I know Cam's throwing accuracy was horrendous, but for me, I think Bill prefers that pocket passer. So like, like with Tom Brady, for example, I think Jimmy G fits that quite nicely, and if he gets the protection, that could be a great shout for our team then. Um, with- but would they want to get a player they traded away, that big contract and stuff? The irony of what you said, Dan, Donia, was they switched philosophy massively when they went from Tom Brady to Cam with the legs. Yeah. And then you're saying they're going to bring in a sort of similar player in Teddy Bridge, who he's not, yeah, he? he's not as good. No, he can run that as well. So he's, he's very all. accurate. The thing with Teddy, I think, is I think last year, but before that, he's accurate. He was always known as an accurate game manager. Yeah. And his injury stopped him kind of rushing. I, I don't know. I, he's, I mean, he's on the block, isn't he? Clearly, he's on the yeah. trade block. So, um, you know, we can talk about Sam Darnold next as well on the next team. But I, yeah. I, I, I just see, I just see that that's kind of a Bill Bill Belichick purchase. Also, we, do, I think AJ Green ends up in Patriots as well. I, I don't know why they just probably need someone like a veteran receiver who's not the top receivers. They won't go after. They never go after the top player apart from Randy Moss that one time. They, they'll they'll pick up someone who's a veteran who's on who's who's coming on free agency at wide receiver to steady that group because you got. Um, as you said, Nikhil Harry and uh, no Jacoby Myers. Yeah, Jacoby yeah. Myers. Yeah. And so, I mean, there's not much experience there. I think Edelman's. I think Edelman's finished. I saw something about his 2021 season in doubt on Twitter recently. So, I mean, if he misses next year, that's it. That's the end. So yeah, they might, they might, they might throw a veteran name at wide receiver. I don't actually like the Nikhil Harry buy, if I'm honest. Um. Because nothing. Well, well, yeah. All right. Even getting for nothing, he's a first round pick, isn't he? So he's very, yeah. He's very, yeah. I haven't. I I mean, he looks. He looks like he's got no. He can't separate. He's a big body receiver, so I stay away from those kind of players anyway. Um, He's not like Mike Evans. You know, he's he's just hasn't showed enough at this level, Um, and he's had two years now. So usually, you know, you buy low on the second year receivers like Jalen Rager, you know, those kind of players who haven't performed in year one to see what they can do next year. Harry hasn't shown anything. So I'm not sure. I think you can. I don't disagree with any of it. I'm just saying if you you can get a first round pick for next to nothing, I take the punt for a year. If it doesn't work out, you don't lose much. And you move on. What are you talking then, P? What are you offering? I'd be offering one of my oldest receivers um, at the moment. If I look at my team, obviously I can do it, but I'd be trying to chuck in Edelman or something straight, but obviously yeah. it wouldn't win for Pat. You get my point. Someone like that, yeah. old receiver, you're trying to shift off. He's probably going to retire in a year or two. 
Did you do John so, Brown? I mean, you, you've got Golden Tate, John Brown. When do John yeah. Brown? I try shift Go- Golden Tate. Golden Tate's the value. I like John Brown, as I said. But I'm going to Golden- try that later. I'm going to offer Jared Cook for him and see if I get accepted. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the tight ends of this team, then, boys. Does anyone no, let's not. Let's <laughs> not. <laughs> no. Okay. I think again another name, Hunter Henry. Keep keep an eye on Hunter Henry in free agency. Yeah. If Bill if Bill Belichick wants to go, if he wants to go, Teddy Bridgewater, AJ Green, Hunter Henry, that won't cost the Patriots Patriots much. <laughs> it won't cost them that much to do those three moves, and all of a sudden, then you, you're looking at them in a different way. So he wanted AJ Green last year, which I, well, I think you got the name in your head. And I well, think I just think he fits quite nicely there. I think Belichick loves him. Yeah, like, yeah. And he likes Hunter Henry as well. So he likes Hunter Henry as well. Links. Those names you're picking out, boys. Do, what does their value then? Do you, does their value if they go to the Pats? What does it do? Does it spike? Does it go up slightly? They're, they're all dependent on do each they, other. Do they help each yeah. other? Yeah. If they only bring in one of them, then the team doesn't improve enough. But if you're bringing enough of these free agents to really improve our team, then their value goes up almost exponentially because our team will improve massively because it's on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> but I would I would say any QB that goes there, no matter what they put there, will his value will be higher. So Teddy's will be higher if he goes there. I think Jimmy Gucci might go up, spike a little bit because you just trust they're gonna they're gonna go back to how they were. You know, and yeah. and score points. They still scored points with Cam. I mean, he didn't do that bad. No. So you know, his rushing <laughs> picked it back up. So I, I think any QB that goes there will spike. And then I agree with the the rest of the outfit. Yeah, it's interesting. The only reason why Jimmy G, I think, would be a great shout is because he knew the playbook back when Brady was there, so they could revert back to that type of play, which really suited the whole team. We haven't talked about the running back situation. I don't know if there's a reason behind that, boys. No, Antonio just said then they scored points from one game, and they did that after the running game. So we really should talk about it because I I said it before. I like Damien Harris. Mm-hmm. I think he's a decent buy. And um, he came in, he outshone Sonny Michelle, who surely has to be done now because his performances have been terrible for the last couple of years. And he outperformed him every time he's on the field. He scored the touchdowns for them when they needed him. I think he's the running back to own now. You got to look at the ages as the rest of the, um, James White. What's he now? 29. He had the contract as well. Yeah. Both had the contract. He, he could end up being a free down back there. I, I don't see it because I think Belichick likes a lot of running backs in rotation, but there's always the option. I like him. I think you should. I, I would try and get him, and I am. What would you be offering <laughs> for Harris then, P? Not a lot. Because I'm playing on the fact that the Patriots perform terribly. So, yeah. I, he's again, he's a buy low. You just basically, we're picking the names out of the Patriots who have a future there. And if the team improves, can, can be better. And that's limited to Damien Harris, the younger players, Damien Harris and Akil Harry. I can't think of yeah. anyone else investing in right now. Would you prefer to have Damien Harris or Chase Edmonds? I own them both everywhere. So I'm not gonna answer that. <laughs> um, I, I, we had this argument about Chase Edmonds a lot, didn't we? About seeing him as a free down back. Yeah. Which I don't. 
I don't see the touchdown upside hammering it into the end zone. I do see now Damien Harris. And I know Belichick likes the run game. It's close. Chat, what, chat, what do you think about Damien Harris? Um, or are you going to say he hates him? Now, well? I wouldn't buy any shares personally. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, and equally, I don't think you'll get him that cheap because he did come on towards the end of the season. So I don't actually think you'll get him that cheap. And for that reason, I'm, I'm just out. I, I don't want any part of it. So It's the psychological aspect. The team did poorly, but the player did well. So when you go into the trade, you go, look, he's terrible. He plays for the Patriots. And that's how their value drops. And that's how you go into trying to get him. It might not work in your league, but I think it's an option. You should always right, be boys. I personally think like the defense as well. I know Cello would have probably said it was Jackson with the second most interception. So the defense could be pulling stuff out there as well for the, the Pats next season. But I know you're really excited to talk about this last one. And uh, I'm going to start off with Cello. Um, are you going to touch any of the Jets players? Yeah, just, yeah um, I'll touch probably be where? touching more. <laughs> it's a bad word. Sorry. I'm more interested uh, in Jets players than I am in Patriots players, as it happens. So, wow. So, yeah. I, they, listen, they got a, a lot of cap space to spend. They just got a new coach. They're probably going to change quarterback. I say probably because we'll discuss that in a second. So, they are going to rebuild. They got younger players than, say, the Patriots. So, dynasty-wise, there is more interest for me. Wow, I'm shocked by that, Chell. I thought you were going to say the weather there or something like that. I thought you were going to talk about Hunden. So, boys, Cello discussed then. Well, he started the point about Darnold. What do you think is going to happen with Darnold or the QB situation for the Jets? I think they've seen enough and I think they move on from him personally. They got a good draft pick, obviously, so they can go after Zach Wilson, which has been tied to him. So I think they do move on. I think it's a guarantee. Yeah. So, are you? Are you? Are you in Darnold's your head? Sorry, Donald will definitely get a job. Donald will definitely be starting in the NFL in September. Yeah. On a team. I agree. Is he going to improve then? Just are, not, you, are you yeah. buying low at the moment? He could be a buy low. Yeah, for that reason. Uh, I'm it's... very confident he's starting in the NFL. What would you be offering for? Trying to get Donald off somebody, then it is super flex. So yeah, I mean, he, so you got to think if he stays, does he keep his value? Because you know, obviously, I, I'm not. I, I don't know if I'm fully on board with him leaving. But you know, um, in super flex, Donald or Derek Carr. That's around the. It, I'd say Derek Carr or wow. uh, Drew Lock. Donald would be both above both of them for me. Daniel Jones, wow. Daniel the above, I think. That's um, probably it. That's probably see, that's that's massive. I would not put Carr below um, Daniel he's in 20, my eyes. He's twenty three. Yeah, that's, that's the age for the dynasty. Yeah, I see where you come yeah. from. You would walk into a lot of teams. See, we've got to walk in again, there, lads. Um, what about running backs then? <laughs> Discuss the running backs, lads. Anyone you want? They need one. Well, they st- they, <laughs> they started. With- they started with Bell and they started with Bell and Gore, and then they ended up with P. Ryan and Ty Johnson. Yeah, so that's how their season went. 
<laughs> yeah, I ain't got, but there you know. Yeah. Go, He's, dynasty value. Let's go. Yeah. I'm, I'm holding on to go for another season. <laughs> He's got yeah, well, another eight years. This <laughs> is the beginning. They got seven. I just checked. They got seventy million dollars in cap space from the most in the NFL. It's going to be a brand wow. new. Team. I we can talk about all the names, but they won't be there. Yeah. yeah. It, it's hard to talk about the players currently there. They, they're going to invest, especially if they do get a new quarterback. They're going to put pieces around it. They're not going to get a quarterback and then say, oh, here you go, here's uh, P. Ryan and Frank Gore, and uh, <laughs> uh, on your way. <laughs> You'll be on a rookie. Do you think the wide receivers, and I know Math absolutely loved Herndon, he said he was going to be the next god this year, but um, do you think the wide receivers are going to stay? Crowder has been performing, even with the rubbish quarterback coach and everything that's going on there. Perryman showed some glimpses. Berrios was good. With Mims. every rubbish team, there's always one player that performs well because the team is rubbish. And that's the in every team that he plays for because he just comes in and they got no one else to throw it to. So he, can't, he gets these dinks and dunks and somehow ends up with three touchdowns in a game at some point. And it's just because the talent around him is poor. Well, yeah, you, you could look at that or you could, I mean, his skill set is, so if a quarterback's struggling, his skill set's probably, it's it easier to suit. find him. Yeah. yeah. It's easy to find a, a quick slot receiver who's quite, who separates quite well. Yeah. Yes. Rather than a, um, a, you know, a long, a long right. And kill Harry. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't know. I, Crowder. He could be, he could be on, he could be cut. To be honest, they would get even more. If they, I don't think when he signed his deal, um, there wasn't much guaranteed money, so they could cut him again. And, and as Chad was saying, just start from scratch. But I think they probably need some better, better in presence there. Um, is Mims the buy? Is he? I think he might not be. People seem to be high on him on Twitter as well. I, I think he might. Again, if if people are thinking, oh yeah, this is the breakout for Mims next year. This is as good a chance to sell as any. What do you think? They're, they're probably thinking this is the breakout for the Jets next year. With, yeah. With Dina going to put together. So they're trying to get some shares in them low. I agree with the logic. I just don't agree that it'll work. So no. if I Mims, I'd be selling. I'm with you. You'd be selling Mims. Yeah, I think so. I wouldn't be I'd, be happy, I'd be happy to sit on him, if I'm honest. I would be happy to sit. I, there's no need to sell at this point. You're not going to get an awful amount from it for him, so I just I just sit on him for another season, see how he progresses. He's a good throw-in name for a bigger trade. Yeah, yeah. but you wouldn't I'm be more likely to buy more likely to buy Mims than again. You're looking Mims or Harry. You know, you, you're looking at Mims because obviously you're looking at that first. Whoever's performed not great in their first year compared to Justin Jefferson and Ayuk and all these others. Then Mims is in that bracket with Pittman, maybe, but yeah, you know, the Jefferson thing is a problem. His performance in his rookie year is normally it doesn't normally happen like that. Usually they have a quiet year, then the sophomore years, and then they really gel. So he's made other receivers look poor. Yeah, which you get for cheap, it's re- kind of reduced their value as Jefferson goes up. These other rookie receivers have gone down, like Henry Ruggs. People like that, you can get, you should be targeting. The value is lower than it should be, I think. So, yeah, I mean, it's hard because you've got to, you've got to see who, you've got to find out who's the best as well. You can't, not everyone's a buy, in my opinion. Like Jalen Rager, I think is a strong buy. Uh, 
and I would say Henry Ruggs is a bust already. And oh. I, you know, I put Nikhil Harry in that bracket because I just they've had they. I mean, Ruggs has had the opportunity. He didn't. He, he there was no competition. Aguilar was his only competition. Renfro and and yeah, Renfro. So for me, that's he's looking like a bust. And I think people are jumping off that bandwagon pretty quick. But someone like Mims is a good shout to discuss because he didn't have the quarterback stability, did he? So Darnold missed five games with Mono or whatever, six games early in the season with Mono. And then, you know, they were all over the place. I think Luke Falk even started a couple of games. So he was playing with garbage, really. Mims missed half the season himself. Mims he, missed, he yeah, played exactly. after week eight, I think it was, or week nine, one or the other. So Mims it, is it, higher it than rugs. Yeah, you need game time. Mims Rugs is definitely higher than rugs in my head. I think that's a big shout. Rugs is a bust after one season. In John terms Ross. of why you pay for him in your dynasty draft, then yeah, absolutely, he's a bust. The Rugs would have gone to, to, to bed in. Just remember that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it takes time. Cor- time is... Yeah, but do you think Corey Davis is, is... I mean, is he broken out? Has he broken out? He had a good season. season but... Broke out for like four games this season, didn't he? That's a yeah, but what I'm... That's a, okay, but, but where, is, where is he going next? It's a Devante Parker thing, is it? Late, late breakout. We'll get on to that later, but yeah, sell. Sell, sell, sell. But... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a definite <laughs> of a breakout. He was terrible and then really good. So, yeah. How else do I do it? So, are you boys saying that Mims is ahead of Ruggs and Rager? And he's with, I don't think he's ahead of Rager. He's not ahead of Rager. Rager. He's ahead of Ruggs. Not for me. And he's with Pittman. just made everyone very angry, Matt. And he's with Pittman. <laughs> yeah, he's... I think him and Pittman are very close. I would put Mims ahead well, of Pittman. I I, again, I think Pittman has shown us what he's done. Go on, sorry, Charles. I, I would have the other way around. I would have Pittman ahead of Mims, but I'd have Mims last of all the names mentioned. But wow, maybe I'm the highest on Mims then. Wow. I, 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 yeah, for me the highest on Mims then. I've changed, <laughs> changed by this conversation. <laughs> this has been a roller coaster. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm right. Yeah. Notes down, Antor. Not sure about Mims. Twitter love him. Mims is better than Rugs. I'm now highest on Mims. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now highest in the room on Mims. There we go. Someone, <laughs> someone just, someone just traded for him. Someone just traded him away. <laughs> all over the place. Um, <laughs> yeah, Pittman, okay. Pittman, Pittman's, Pittman's showed us what he, what he is, and he's not an alpha. That's the key. <laughs> Mims could be an alpha. That is wow. a, that's a bit of Twitter oh, content. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay, boys, we're coming on to uh, Matt's favorite player. Do you think Herndon's going to bang next year? Finally. <laughs> If Matthew wants to buy him, he should do it now. <laughs> <laughs> Look, his, his value's never been lower. He's only 25 years old. This guy's going to smash. He's on the wire, Matt. Pick him up. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Is he actually on the wire? In the I don't know, but... <laughs> no, but he's trying to be in someone's league. He, he will be on a wire somewhere. But, um, yeah, for me, just take a gamble. <laughs> I don't know why I keep I getting it. associated with this name. I named it once and it's going to follow me around forever. It will. Yeah, it's going to bang, I think, week seven. He banged in week 11. You were like, I told you. That's three <laughs> points. That was the bang. Yeah. yeah. Stashing. <laughs> Stashing. Okay, lads. Um, 
it was great discussion. Matt, did you want to talk about anybody potentially for trading or anything like that at the end of this show? Was there anybody that you wanted to discuss or is it just check it out with the boys and see what's happening? Yeah, check it in. I mean, we've had some some movement. We were talking about it a little bit before the show. There's been some some trades and there will be more and more trades. Oh, yeah. I forgot so, about this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah let's, major let's, moves. Yeah, major so moves. Talk, talk about the trade that you were trying to get through and the value behind it all and everything like that, if you want to. Well, I, I ended up bottling it, but this is what... So, <laughs> a couple of trades. Actually, I, I'll, I'll bring up another trade. Um because we just talked about Miami. I don't know if we talked about the, the Kittle trade in our league that I've made, but two, we, so Tua and Kaseki and Robert Woods for Kittle um, in a super flex. So obviously we talked about Tua and Kaseki, so it, it probably fits quite nicely with the AFC East discussion. What do we think of that? So George Kittle on one side, Kaseki, Tua, and Robert Woods. It was a three for one, was it? Three for one. If I need a quarterback, I don't hate that at all. That's that's a good. What happens trade if you don't? If so that's a good. Yeah, yeah. What happens if you don't need a quarterback? Because I had three quarterbacks, so I've just given away which side I was on. <laughs> but I had well, three quarterbacks before I let Kittle go, and I was th- I was in an area because I think Kittle was the, obviously the strongest piece of that 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 um, deal. But the way I was thinking about it is, Tua is a buy low, so I agree with what Pietro said. Um, and what's been discussed on this show, as well as Gasecki's a buy low, so that's a nice combo there if they they get their act together. And Robert Woods, this was before the upgrade to Stafford, so yeah, I, I, I like it. Uh, even if you you you've got three quarterbacks. If you say you've got a, like a Tom Brady or a Drew Brees or Aaron Rodgers, someone who's coming on a bit in years, yeah, I I, I don't hate it at all. Straight up value, your that side is worth more. Just straight up value. I give my personal preference, and it's, it'll come up in the next show when we do the division. But <laughs> I, I want to sell Kittle. I'm not a, a big fan of someone who's constantly injured. I can't deal with it on my roster, especially a tight end. We don't have replacements on tap. No, I, I, the reason why I said <laughs> so, I, I, I completely agree. He's a sell, but I completely the opposite reason. So I, I'm I'm never thinking about injuries. <laughs> no, no. I I think I, they haven't had a game yet when Ayuk and Samuel on the fields have they? Much? Don't know if they have. Basically, right, 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 right at the start here, it's and then Ayuk come yeah. back. Basically. Yeah. And for a team that runs the ball seventy percent of the time, for those two as well to be on the fields, I don't know if there's enough to go around for Kittle. He might be the number one option, but Ayuk and Samuel look. Really, really, really good. So, so, I mean, San Francisco are going to bounce back next year, just to let everyone... I think they're a strong bounce-back team. I think Kittle's overrated, so I'm going to say it now. When he's on the field, he is a PPR machine, the amount of catches he has. That's he huge. Lacks, he lacks touchdowns. <laughs> and he lacks staying on the field for long enough. He's yeah. constantly playing through 17 different injuries every season. You you are factoring the injury problem a lot into your value there. I think I have to. And I know, but you can do that with a lot of players, and yeah, if I hate you do that with every player, no, because you, I can't you end up with no one on your roster. His so. main his main adversary, say for the number one spot, is Kelsey. We're going up way off topic. Kelsey is his main competitor. How many games has Kelsey missed in the last five years? Bearing in mind his age, he's five years older. That's the real reason why 
He's comparing it to his boyfriend. Who's who's worth more? In Dynasty, Kittle, just edge like that. But I don't know. I'd want Kelsey. No, I'm talking his personal value and then his actual trade value. Oh, you say you want Kelsey? You keep trying to shift him to BP. I've offered you a brilliant trade, Matthew. Uh, Should we discuss it on the podcast? Discuss it. Yeah, why not? (laughs) That's what we're doing. Let's do it. I offered Matthew May, Travis, Kelsey, and in return, I wanted Deontay Johnson. And Hawkinson. Hawkinson. And I just don't like the age of Kelsey to make that trade. I think age is irrelevant for oh Kelsey. Oh my god. That is break that down, that's, boys. That's close. It's it's on the many. It's a fair I, trade. I agree with you. It's a fair trade. Matt, I would take that. I, I, I think I, I would feel take like it. I'm giving up. I thought I'm giving away my too team, much from my team. I feel like I'm giving up more. The reason why we take it, I think Matt, I think Matt, so your team is ready to win, isn't it? Now, maybe? That's what it all depends on. If your team is ready to win, you get Kelsey. It's there or there about. Yeah, you've got Julio, we've got Julio, Adams, Jacobs, I mean, Jacobs, Eckler, Brady, they're all ready to win now. I would take that deal. Personally. Or ask for Ben as well. Big Ben. Big Ben. Big Ben to go with Brady. <laughs> I guarantee you'll leave this league before Kelsey does at the top. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was on the money. If not, I'm losing a smidge right now. But no, it, there's no denying it's a fair trade. Absolutely. But I'm just weighing it up in my team. It's good to yeah. get everyone's opinion on it, but I just no. I think that's a good trade. I think that's a. I would take that if Kelsey's coming back my way. I would have taken it. But I'm going back to Kittle. Do you know how many seasons he's completed a full season? Oh, P, go let it go. Mate. Oh, not this again. Injuries. <laughs> he's hurt you, P. We know he has. Let it go. Man, same Diggs argument. The other trade then. Diggs is slightly different on injuries. I'll say. I was yes. going to bring Diggs. Diggs plays through his injuries. He just plays terribly. When he's got a little knock, he's got a sore thumb, and then that's it. You'll get either. Kittle will play with a broken leg at least. He's we just, a bit more of a man. Than we just remember that. Remember that Pietro said he wasn't angry at the start of this podcast. I know. Yeah. I know. Very factual. You um, cannot right. injury-prone player in a key position such as quarterback or tight end because it can kill your season. You can. You right, can. Let's, let's it. move on. Let's let's move on so P can yeah. calm down. P. Take 10 deep <laughs> breaths, do some Tai Chi. Uh, let's talk about Cello's trade. Yes, please. What was it? Uh, well, mine's a simple one. It's uh, Alan Robinson and I got... Oh, and for Kareem Hunt. I won't say which side. That's topical. We talked about Hunt last week. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, just... I'm curious. I'm curious how you can think those two. I'm curious how, how, how you came to that and, and didn't ask for more. So, so at the Robinson. start of the podcast, we were we were referencing about Diggs and his yeah. age and that he's at his peak. He's 27. That's his best season. And that's going to be his best season. My brother, my brother pointed that out. Peak of his powers. So Alan Robinson is 28. So from here on out, is he going to get better? Anyone? Yeah, he's a good quarterback. I mean, where are we drawing <laughs> the line on age for wide receivers? 28 for a wide receiver. We're, we're already talking about Julio falling off a cliff and he's 30. You're twisting my arguments here. <laughs> what I'm saying is Diggs has landed at a peak team at the right time 
Yeah. That's why he's hit his peak. He's, he's on a team that's now, he's going to be the number one. It's all working out for him. Alan Robinson hasn't had that. He's been, he's never had a quarterback, has he? Has he ever had a quarterback? Hey, how long are you going to have to wait for Alan Robinson to get a quarterback before he's worth It's got to be this. I mean, it's got to be this. He's, he's a free agent. It's got to be now. He's got to land with a quarterback, yeah? yeah. So what yeah, you're saying is you're selling him, you're selling him at a point where... By low. Well, I don't know. I think, you've, I think you've sold him at, low. I think you have. At the end yeah. of this season, I think his value is through the floor and I don't get anything back for him. So... At this oh my point, God, that's I, huge. My team, is... my team, my team's not ready. My team's not winning anything. So I'm getting ship of all my older, better players for someone with a bit more prospect. I just think you could have gone more. I think you just sold him for half his. I think Hunt's half the value of him. I think I said this before. Could have more. Could have asked for a second. Hunt I've a got second. Hunt above Robinson value wise. See. So you've you've got your guy, so that's fine. You can't you can't say you know he was a buy high. We all said he was a buy high last week, so he is he is a buy high because his value is so low, which probably means you could have added on. But it doesn't How matter. Quick did I he mean... accept it? Was it within seconds or minutes? And that What's should that? be a clue. How quickly did he accept the trade? Uh, overnight. Who was oh. it? Who was it? He woke up in the middle of the night. The guy in. Um, <laughs> he's American. Yeah, oh, right. So as soon as he woke up, he accepted it. That means no, he would have been awake. It was I done it at half past twelve at night. So I think he would have would run have... and told his wife and said, <laughs> <laughs> "Oh, get the good cutlery out because we eat well tonight." Yeah. <laughs> I, I I think we're very different on this valuation. Yeah, I think you've got <laughs> either you've got Alan like Robinson that. really really high or you got Hunt really low. I, I I don't know which way round it is for all of you, but um, I think Robinson's high. I think Robinson's I, I high. Think, yeah. I think the problem Just, with the, these two players is Robinson, we haven't seen what he can do yet because he hasn't had the quarterback to throw it to him. He's 28. I know. With his hunt, we've seen what he can do. So people <laughs> have got a better perception of what he can do. It's, it's the same Robinson. trade as what I did last year with Diggs and I went for F1 McLaren because he's very fast and tall. Um, <laughs> and I offered a second round as well, and everyone was like, "What have you done? That's outrageous!" But I think long term, F1 McLaren's very fast. He's going to be walking into people's teams. Cam Newton is going to be Cam Newton is going to be the quarterback for McLaren next year. Don't you dare say that. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Chal, I personally like Hunt. I think maybe you could have got a third round with it, um, but I think but it's in simple terms. Alan Robinson finished as the WR8 last year and Cream Hunt was the RB9. Yeah. In, in terms of just last season, you're not talking about a massive difference. You'd rather no. have on your team considering the running back scarcity than Alan Robinson on your team. I'm not arguing so, against trades. I'm just saying you should have asked for more and could have got more. Whether that's I don't think I'm... so. I don't okay. think so. But That's where we differ. And the last trade is a good one. The last trade is literally... 50-50 is a bit of a, a big one, but Diggs and Miss. So we talked about Diggs, that's why I want to bring it up. Diggs and Mixon. Um for Diggs, Mixon, and Irv Smith for C Mac. So Christian McCaffrey, oh. Gabriel Davis, and Robert Tonyan. Say the first three names again. 
Diggs Mixon Diggs is Mixon is yeah. I think Diggs Mixon I, I think whoever's trading that away needs more let me do that so even though they get McCaffrey back yeah so let's just let's bring it if we bring it down alright Diggs and Mixon or Diggs plus Mixon or McCaffrey the only yeah. reason why I think Diggs Mixon I think a lot of people are going to be buying low on Mixon but I, I see that he could perform. I know Chalo will probably say it differently. Um, and I, I, what Diggs has done, I think he's got another three years, four years of high consistency. C-Mac, the only reason why I would want more is because because I've had C-Mac before, not in a dynasty, in a fantasy. And um, he, he like he ruined me. Like I, He didn't get enough points or whatever it was. He was injured and stuff like that. So... Um, for me, I would be worried about C-Mac and what could happen there. Is he going to be on a snap share? Is he going to be on a snap count? What's happening? I know he's class. I know he's unbelievable. But I just think that Diggs Mixon, those two, outperform C-Mac. And then Irv Smith, I know Cello liked him for a couple of weeks. Oh, he's, he's a, he is a buy low, Irv Smith, yeah. big time. But I think everyone knows that. But I'm just yeah. interested, breaking it down, Diggs Mixon or C-Mac, Chell, which side you on? Um, again, it comes down to if if my team needs a receiver, does it need a running back? It, you, you got you, just you in, in a vacuum, just in a vacuum. Just, just obviously, just it's a is it more because it's there's, there's, Let's just think about it because Mixon's obviously in the trade. So is the is the difference between Mixon? You're going to start basically whoever's receiving Diggs and Mixon will start them both. That's yeah, what you're going to yes. think. And whoever's yeah. receiving C-Max going to start him. And the drop down, okay, let's give another receiver then. So instead of starting Diggs, you're going to be starting... Give me a name, No. That is what it boils down to, though. Yeah, what, of course. You, so I'll, yeah. Give you, I'll give you a name on my team. So I'm... Yeah, yeah. I'm, I am... Um, the Who's owner the next of Diggs up? and Mixon. I'm the Diggs and Mixon owner in this in this scenario. So the next man up, if I get rid of Diggs in that trade, would be my God, my team's dreadful. <laughs> Tyler Lockett. No, well, he's pretty good, isn't he? So Marvin Jones. Let's go to that level. <laughs> Marvin Jones, if he stays, if he stays where he is. Yeah. Okay. Good I I want Diggs and Mixon. Yeah, I mean. Diggs and Mixon. So, so C Mac and and that Martin is James. too much of a drop for me to give away those two players. That is way too much of a drop. I'm agreeing, I think. Are you? I'm quite risk averse. So, when you've got two quality players for one, two starters, yeah. one starter, you're spreading your risk. You like Mixon? The... I hate Mixon. And I just literally told you in this podcast that I would sell Diggs as well. So, so, uh, so you get the best player in fantasy, which you said last week was that was the answer. To do that, to sell two quality players to get the best player in fantasy, my team would have to be stacked. And it really doesn't sound like your team is stacked. <laughs> I got Tyler Lockett, Tyler Lockett, and Marvin Juju. Jones. Oh God! You didn't check any things earlier. <laughs> there's, there's two, no, but there's too many question marks in those for me to get rid of digs. Chris so Robin. I'll stop you there. Um, Julio Jones, Will Fuller, pretty stacked. Oh, okay, okay. I'd oh, go you, see Mac. See Mac. You left out the 
you get the best player in fantasy. You pay the premium. I understand this. And I, yeah. I have no issue with the value, swapping the two for the one. And if your team can do it, I do it. It depends well, if your team can actually do it. What about you, Math? So you've got Diggs and Mixon, yeah? Yeah. So that's different because I, I thought I thought if you were the other side and you had the C-Mac, I wouldn't be giving him up because I think you could just get Mixon for so much cheaper. But now you're talking about your team, relative to your team, you've got to keep hold of your players. It's just too much of a fall-off for me. Um, prior to that, though, when I just saw it on paper in the group, I was on the C-Mac side. I, I wanted that side. Yeah. But, but again, it goes, it goes back to relative to what you're going to be left with. Well, I, I, the, reason why, the reason why I'm thinking no now is, is basically, I don't think Diggs' value is going to go down. I know Peter was talking about shares and stuff, but I agree with Chalo what he said earlier on the podcast. Over 160 targets next year, Chalo said. I don't think it won't go up. And I think Mixon can only go up because he's got yeah. his contract. He's got his contract. He's not going anywhere. They're definitely not going to bring in another challenger. So it'll be him and Trayvon Williams. And I think it'd, mix, it'd be the Mixon show next year. So I think both those values don't go down. Therefore, yeah, I could probably do this deal halfway through next year if C-Max. Yeah, I, that's exactly it. I think you could get... I think Diggs... We'll have the same conversation about Diggs next season. I think you could sell him super high. And yeah, it makes him a bit more of a, a gamble. But if he does well, yeah, you could be looking at getting a lot more this time next year. Yeah, but last year is what, 25, 26, and he'll be 27 next year. No, he's not. He's 24. How old is he? He feels like he's been right He's 25 in the summer, I think. Hello, sent me a trade, which was very good. Let's um, have a look. From Roberto. Do you want to say it, Chell? Uh, I just want Caffrey's age. Uh, really. I'm always uh, interested in, in Roberto's trades because he's the biggest clown of all. Well, doesn't listen to him. Like <laughs> <laughs> right. So the trade was. It was huge. Uh, DeAndre out. Swift. And Chase Claypool, plus the 105 and the 207 for Alvin Kamara and T. Higgins. Wow. So the players were DeAndre Swift and Chase Claypool on one he side. He sent that to you. And uh, No, this is the trade in our league. It was completed. Uh, for Alvin Kamara and T. Higgins. Sorry, I said those, uh, those picks wrong. It's the 108 and the 209. Oh. Still. Yeah, I would, I would, I would go Swift. So you'd want the Swift picks, side. Swift and Claypool. Yep. Over Kamara and Higgins. Yep. Anyone else? I'm on to get a picture up, so I can't picture it in my head. <laughs> it is difficult. Kamara, Kamara's Kamara. at the top. Kamara's at the top. I got the picture to make it easier. <laughs> yeah. Kamara is at the top of his shares, definitely. Because if Breeze doesn't come back, they're only going to go one way. What were the picks Depends against? on the quarterback. Well, Winston likes to throw a deep the knee, and I think Hill likes to run it. If they go to Bridgewater, you know. I tried I to can't. break it down. I don't think you'll be higher. That's what I'm saying, Lush. I don't think yeah, yeah. Kamara will get any higher. Hey, did we break it down, Shell? I think so if, you, so and a first, if you break it down, Kamara for Swift, what's the difference? Kamara for Swift. Is it worth the 108 or the 209? 108. I would take the You'd have to give me the 108 and Swift for Kamara, yeah? Yeah. And then Chase Claypool to T. Higgins, is he worth 
Chase Claypool plus the 209 for T. Higgins. I don't think that's enough. Hang on a minute. I don't think that's enough. But he didn't get two first rounders, did he? I thought he got two first. No, 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 no. 209. If that was a higher second, if that was like a 202 or even like a 108 and a 110, like, or like, well, Anton's saying, if you get two first rounds, I think that's. I think that's better. See, I, I, I'm with the side of um, Kamara and T. Higgins is worth more than yeah. the Swift Chase Claw plus picks. I just think that 209, if that was a 202 or 205 around that range, that would have been the, dead on. But I, think the, I think the picks are, are a bit low. The 108, yeah. fine, fair enough. Yeah. The 209 is the value wise of a 209 in a 10 man league is not, I don't think it's huge. So, yeah, but then would you change a player and then you're offering a player? It's, it's, yeah, it's one of those, it depends on the team, like you always say. But, but the fact where I'm in an hour, it means it is close. So yeah. uh, th- there's no issues with the trade. It's just which side would you rather fall on? I'd, I'd rather tomorrow, but like you always say, it's about how your team's going to perform next it season is. and if they're going to win or not. But I'd rather the bigger yeah. names, which would be the tomorrow. Because next year, T. Higgins and Claypool are going to both be factors in their teams. Both fancy producers, you'd expect. And yeah. the same with and Kamara. So I yeah. don't know if they win now situation or not. So I think you can win with both either set of players. That 108 is tasty. Yeah. 10-man, super flex. Because if we say in four or five quarterbacks go, oh. go early, you're left with, what, two top running backs, two wide receivers. You'll end up with a receiver, I expect. Well, I'm 102 this year, boys. I'm 105, so oh, it's going to be tasty. <laughs> but you got you need quarterback, then you? So yeah, quarterback, running back. I would take I would take two quarterbacks if I was you, because they Don't are. Don't try getting in my head. Their <laughs> top, they're, they're, this year's quarterback class is is great, isn't it? That's what they're all saying. So take as many yeah. as you can. Yeah. <laughs> Right, mm. I think that's everything from us, boys. Did anyone want to discuss anything extra? It's a nice day for a walk. It's lovely and safe. Yeah, probably, should, probably should explain why you've been saying that so much. because Cello likes to go on a morning walk and he reckons this <laughs> podcast is ruining his day. It's <laughs> life, what he says. It's life. And yeah, he's challenged by getting... It's ruining his, his, his and... ruin head for his trades, that's for sure. I need to clear my head, you know. You'll see, this is where I end up with bad <laughs> trades. I need to... No, I will say one thing about you, Charlie, is when you want a player, you will just go and get him. And fair play to you. You don't sit on the fence. You just pay the money. You pay the cash, yeah, you do. You take a bag of cash and you drop it at their door and then you add a bit more on top and then you shake your hand and you walk away. People are over small, tiny pieces of of a trade. Don't bother. Just just get your player. Fair play. Did you hear that, Pete? Get your player. Come and get Damon Harris. Yeah. If you agree or disagree <laughs> by these tweets or uh, these uh, trades, sorry, or what we've said, please tweet us at Bangers and Trash, a uh, Bangers Trash Pod Ooh. on Twitter. Uh, you can reach all of us there, or if you want to reach out to us individually, you can find me at TFF Host. You can find Antonio at uh, FF underscore lights out seven. Lovely. And you can find Math at that man me <laughs> and join us for our next episodes uh, when we're going to be discussing some more topics around the NFL uh, we haven't discussed what we're discussing yet 
uh, but we will. <laughs> AFC South. AFC South. There we go. <laughs> Cheers. Bye. Nice one, gents. Bye.